It is Monday, August 31st. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, the real reason Frisco and Baselli need to work from home, J.P. Shadrick. Oh, here it is, actually. Frisco, Tony Baselli, and we have a program for you today. Baselli will on the waving of Leonard Fournette, the trade of unique in Doc Way. We'll go around the National Football League. We'll answer some social questions. Man, do we have a lot to go over today, guys. Pete, good afternoon, bud. What's up? What's up, fellas? Tony, hey, um, I'm good. Pete, very talkative today, man. You're really, uh, you're really into the show. I can tell. Are you well, upset? Mean, are I you mean, upset about? Are you upset about Leonard leaving? I mean, what's got the cat got the tongue? I mean, Ngakwe, what? I'm what makes you most upset? You are. Where am I? Listen, I'm all over the. I'm worldwide, baby. Where are you? You're in a car. I'm being driven. I have a driver right now driving me from one uh, function to another. Did you, you know? get two? Huh? Did you get let go too? Are, we, are you on your way to another <laughs> no. city? No, I'm not. I didn't get cut. I didn't get traded, even though you'd like me to, because it make your job easier. JP, um, is, uh, is Lagerman now on Mondays with us since the Tony got traded? Or <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he's Tony. Uh, Log, you didn't hear Pete? Yes, huh? You didn't hear Pete? We we traded Logs for the case of Gatorade. He's out. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> This is like the most extreme close-up of Tony we've ever had, too. I mean, it's incredible. It's amazing. He's in a car. I'm in a car. I'm driving. I'm, I'll be in front of my computer. I got I got running late. And uh, and so I said, you know what? I'm a pro. Just do it from the car. Now you'll see me. You'll see me walk in here pretty soon. This is like live. This is real life. You know, they talk about reality TV. That's not reality TV. This is reality TV. Um, this is you. the day in oh. the life of Tony Baselli. Nobody what wants to follow down with a camera, believe me. No way. What are you talking about? Nobody wants to see your life. <laughs> I'm getting my driver's filming me right now. Is it the same same driver that um, gave you the coffee a couple of weeks ago? No, it's not the same driver who gave me coffee. Is he is he also now your private is he getting you into your private plane to go somewhere too? <laughs> like oh, you know? I wish. You know what though? I wish. The people are People I was with just left in a private plane. Not me. I'm going commercial. So you're actually in another city. Is basically yeah. what you're Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Wow. Amazing. All right. Let's get into it, obviously. Let's start off with the Leonard Fournette news this morning, waved by the Jaguars. Let's hear what Doug Marone had to say about it, the reasoning behind waving the running back. Really just trying to, 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 to take the team – and put the best team together for what we've seen in, in our practices. So, you know, at the end of the day, I just felt that was the best decision for us as a team. Uh, I think it gives us the best opportunity uh, with the skill sets that we have with the other players in there. Um, I just thought that that was the best for the team. And doing it now, uh, we exhausted, you know, all trade opportunities. We weren't able to get anything there. Um, so I just felt that, you know, now we can, you know, work on the team and the plan and get ourselves ready for the season. A little bit later, more from the head coach on this guy. Um, you know, Pete, this is, this is one where it sounds like 
back explaining it. They saw a few weeks of training camp and figured, hey, this is not the type of running back that they want in this new offense. That's at least the way they've described it. Well, then they uh, they kind of shamed him on the way out the door by saying they couldn't get even like a, a, a tuna sandwich for him in a trade. I mean, my gosh, did, did they really have to? Did they really have to do that? Um, I, he doesn't fit. They don't think he fits. Uh, now, whether he does or not, that's to be decided. But uh, not going to be decided because they decided it already. But they like their younger backs, and we all know how I feel about running backs. You draft them, you develop them, you run them into the ground, you draft another one. So I, I'm not surprised by this, and nor should, uh, I mean, maybe the timing's a little surprising because maybe you thought it would happen earlier in the year. The fact that it happened shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Yeah, Pete, I would, agree, I would agree with you in the sense of not surprising at all. Timing, maybe, a little bit. Um, but overall, that he is not going to be on this team, um, that's not a surprise. I don't think they shamed him at all. I said, here, here's the reality. Doug Marone was asked the question. Why didn't you trade him? What is he supposed to say? Nobody wanted him. Nobody was willing to give us anything in, in compensation. So we let him go. Now, someone will sign him for a much lower price tag. Correct. Absolutely. But I think, um, I think there's a lot that goes into it. I think it started his rookie year where there were some off-the-field issues. It went into uh, a really bad, tough uh, second year. Uh, got better last year. Um, but I just think there was like a lot of stuff that just all added up. And, and more than anything, I think it was to play on the field. I think if you look at Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette is a guy who need, is better behind a fullback in a power downhill running system that not many teams, by the way, run today. Um, and what the Jaguars want to do is just not a great fit. And it wasn't like he – I mean, look, he was okay last year. Don't get me wrong. I think for his from his standards, he had a pretty good season. But you're right. He doesn't fit with a lot of offenses because it takes him a half a week to get to the line of scrimmage. I mean, I just don't think he – like, they're running his own scheme now, right? So that means you got to get wide and, and go or cut back off the backside. It just doesn't fit with him. It's not what he does. Yeah, he's not he, – he's he, I mean, Pete, you say – I think you said it right. I mean, he is – um, he's not a great change of direction guy. I mean, we said it. I, I mean, I said it from day one. I mean, I I, I thought um, when he came, when we drafted him, he was not the best back in the draft. I would have picked two or three ahead of him because in today's league, and this is where one one area that uh, Pete and I agree 100% on, you have to make people miss. You have to be able to play in space, and you have to, uh, when you're one-on-one -on -one with the, the unblocked defender, which a lot of times you're going to be into the way defenses play today with eight, the eighth guy in the box, that you have to be able to make that guy miss because he's going to be unblocked. And I just don't think Leonard Fournette's that type of running back. I mean, I'm not saying he is um, a bad player or a bad back. He's just the style he plays in is just – I don't think a lot of teams play today that way. No, I – I used to call Toby Gerhardt the magic man, but I called Leonard Fournette the magic man, too, because he could turn uh, a two-yard run into a five-yard run. But he could also turn a 60-yard a a run into a five-yard run, because that's not who he is. If the hole was there, I always go back to the Pittsburgh play. It was it 2017, Tony, I think, where the guard kicked out. Uh, I think it was A.J. Can kicked out the end or the linebacker, and he went 90 yards. Baselli could have run for 30 through that hole. 
No, listen. When there is when the, it is a well blocked play, and there's a good hole. Leonard Fournette's a good back. I mean, he is a fast, powerful human being. There's no doubt about that. Who can get downhill? And he gets going, and he is tough. He's gonna be physical. He'll run through arm tackles, and he, I mean, he's a physical cat. But he's not gonna make a lot of guys miss one on one. And I, I think it takes him a while to get to the backside. I think it takes him a lot of steps to get there. And I just think in today's game, especially the style the Jaguars want to play, it's it's a uh, it's a different type of back. Let me ask you this, guys. How about the timing of this? Uh, should it have happened earlier? Is this the right time to do it, or does that really matter at this point? Well, here's my thing with it. I think they wanted to get rid of him from the beginning of the offseason. I don't think they, I think they wanted to trade him. I don't think they could. Um, I say that, but out of this other side of my mouth, I go, then why didn't they address the position in the offseason better? Or in the draft? And not up front, but like a third, fourth, fifth rounder. Why didn't they spend more in free agency and bring more guys in, a volume of guys? All they really did is bring in, a, you know, back-end draft guys and, and Chris Thompson. I mean, they really didn't address the position. And so that's the only surprising thing to me, JP, is not that they got rid of him. I think they wanted to move on from Leonard Fournette starting in January. That they didn't do it either sooner and add pieces around into that room. Um, so it's not that he's – it's the timing and the fact that the lack of uh, other investments that they made there. Yeah, but they like the guy, the young guys, too. You know, you keep hearing good things about the young guys. And you guys have been around. What, 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 what young guys, Pete? Tell me the young guys you're talking about. Armstead? No, I, 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 see, I don't think that's accurate. Why? You don't think, you don't think he's that good? I, I, I haven't heard. I have not heard anything about th them liking Armstead. How about Exigba? Zigba's a guy that came in at the end of last year was like the 18th running back, and then you know because of injuries and everything else, ends up playing and and played fine. I, I just haven't heard. I mean, JP, again, we're not around there as much right. as we would in the past, but I have not heard anything glowing about any of these backs. Well, I'll say. I mean, that was the explanation today is that they like the skill set of these backs, and that's okay. Which one? So they like the rookie from Illinois State. Right. James Robinson is one of those guys. Uh, Chris Thompson, of course, brought in in free agency uh, out of the backfield option. More receiving yards and rushing yards in his career. But um, that was the explanation today. You know, that's but all we can go with. You find you can find look, the Chargers found Eckler, right? I mean, you can find guys. And, and I was did you go to the scrimmage on Saturday? Either one of you see it? Yeah. Did Robinson look good to scrimmage? Because somebody said he did. A couple of moments I saw, Tony. Well, first of all, you're not tackling. I always like discount the running backs and these things like so much. I mean, yeah, but you can see if he can pop through a hole or cut back. Or yeah, they, they look good. Yeah, but Leonard Fournette looks good in those things a lot of times. I mean, a lot of backs look good because you you know you kind of play two hand touch. I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, a lot of it you better block well in those situations because. You know, if you don't block well, there's nothing there, and you're not going to be able to break a tackle because it's blown dead. Here, here's the other thing, though. Leonard Fournette was not going to get 25 carries or 20 carries in this offense, the way it's structured. No, no, I agree. Why keep him? You know he's never – I mean, the teammates didn't gravitate to him. He was never – No, no. 
He's part of the past. He's part of that regime from the 07, from the 17 team that was a disaster. They all got fooled themselves. You don't need that. You got a bunch of young guys on that team. There's no need for it to keep him. They won they won five games last year and what a sixty year they got eleven wins with him in the last two years. What's the difference to getting rid of him? You save money, you get more money for the cap. Um, I, I don't think anyone on this show is arguing with you. I'm not sure who you're arguing with. Are you arguing with the national media the- has pounded on him for uh, uh, it has been a pile on today, Tony. I, I know you're traveling. You probably like why? Like, like what are they piling on? What are they saying? Obviously, they don't watch t- game tape or they don't watch like what actually is real. What are they saying? You know what it is, Tony, and you know this because you played in Jacksonville. It's always names over game. They don't understand that that's his name is bigger than his game. And so national media, oh, my God, Leonard Fournette got released. Big deal. Big deal. Was it, you know what it is? It's a big deal because it's a blown draft pick, and they could have drafted a quarterback at that spot. And you don't take a running back that high. That's why it's a big deal. But I always go back, and I said this on one of our shows today. You know who wanted him? We all know who wanted him. The same guy who wanted to draft Lawrence Phillips second overall in 95, 96. The same guy who tried to trade 9 and 25 to go get the big back Curtis Enos. In 1998, Tom wanted him. But that offensive style is no longer relevant in the NFL. You don't need a big back anymore. You don't need that guy. So that that's why it's a blown draft pick. That's why it's a big deal from a current football standpoint. Not a big deal at all. Yeah, uh, I you said it perfectly. I mean, but part of it, I always go back to this, though. Everyone loves to just blame TC for that pick. You know, that's like the easy thing to do. Like, oh, it's TC's fault and no one else. He's gone. So, like, let's just all shake our heads and look the other way. Um, it's also, I think it was a combination of that Dave Caldwell was convinced that Blake Bortles was the franchise quarterback and he wasn't True. ready to move on. True. I mean, if you think back, I mean, Dave, had, you know, and we were all there and, and Dave was adamant that Blake was the guy. And I wonder what would have happened if, if, when Tom came in, if, if Dave was saying, Blake's not our guy, we need a quarterback, would it have been a different conversation? Would you have gone somewhere else? Because the way I remember that offseason, and both of you guys were there, and JP were there every day, is that they were convinced they had a quarterback in Blake Bortles. Correct. And because of that, that, that drove everything else. And so everyone says it's Tom's fault they didn't get uh, Deshaun wow. Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Ultimately, it is because he has the final say of the draft, or he used to have the final say in the draft. But Dave was also, I'm not saying he wanted Leonard Fournette, but he didn't want to go quarterback. No. No. He was, con- no. He, he was convinced that he was convinced that it was that Blake Bortles was the guy. So I always go back. I'm not too sure. Had, and I, I know, but hold on. When we have these conversations, I'm always like, yeah, that's only part of the story that Tom wanted Leonard. Well, you're you're correct, and by the way, I don't think Tom was ever convinced Blake Bortles was a good quarterback. To be honest with you, because I had conversations with him about it. Um, but well, then why then why do you go with them? why do you stick with him? I don't that I don't know. I have yeah, no idea. It's two different messages. No, but I remember even when Blake was still there, I don't think he ever thought he was that good. Why do you stick with him? I think he was convinced to stick with him. But B, you still okay? Let's just say they keep Blake Bortles. You still can't draft a running back number four overall. You just, I, Pete, Pete, you're missing my point. I agree with you on that. My point is that's only half the story. Right, I because agree. If, because if Dave Caldwell back then would have said, which all of us, by the way, were saying, and we get it, uh, me and you, Pete, get plenty of them wrong, but we got that one right, that Blake was not the quarterback, 
Well, then you naturally go get a quarterback when you're drafted number four. And I heard if Tom loved Deshaun Watson if he was going to take a quarterback. So, I mean, you know, things could have changed. But again, Dave liked Bortles. Somehow Coughlin was convinced to keep him. But once you're convinced to keep him, which is the mistake in the first part, then you've got to not draft a running back at number four. Yeah, I guess my point is they, they, they play together. They're both equally led to the decision of wh- how you got picking Leonard Fournette at four. I agree. That's all, that's all I was saying. All right, come back. Uh, of course, the, the other big news yesterday and finalized just a little while ago, Yannick Ngakwe traded to the Minnesota Vikings. We'll delve into that. More Fournette talk to come as well. Your social questions are up in the second hour. Game day is just around the corner, and we can't wait to be due all together again. The Jags are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe at TIAA Bank Field this fall. From cashless concession to contactless entry, visit jaguars.com stadium and learn more. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity hey jacksonville this is joe adib from bonos i just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms we appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis for over 71 years we have been here for you through good times and bad our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon be safe Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual. Ensuring those who serve. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're hitting refresh now, palm trees swaying now, letting loose now, busting a move now, cranking up the beats now, hands in the air now, feeling free now. You're on Tropic Time now. And right now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe, try our watermelon mojito and guava margarita smoothies. And you're tasting fruity now, sipping sunshine now, toasting summer now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions 
that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've had no issues with Yannick when he was here. Uh, and at the end of the day, when you're a coach and you're sitting there and, you know, it's almost like you feel like you're in the middle. You know, you want you want what's best for the player. You want what's best for the team. Um, you know, and I think in this situation, I, I haven't spoken to Yann, but, it, it, you know, obviously if, if, he's, if he's happy, then I'm happy for him. You know, um, you know, the team feels good, you know, with the compensation, so I'm happy for them. And, you know, you, you just keep going forward. Welcome back, Jaguar. That's the other big news of the day, of course. Yannick Ngakwe traded to the Minnesota Vikings, made official by the team at 2 o'clock today. The Jags in return receive a 2021 second-round pick and a 2022 conditional fifth-round pick. Pete, is that enough, or was this the deal that they just had to make? It's enough because that's all they got. You know, everybody out there who says, oh, he was going to get, they got a first round, could have got a first round, and I'm going to kill my buddy Jason Lockenfora because he keeps saying that if they had done it earlier in April and uh, before the draft, they would have got more compensation. They tried. They had nothing. Nobody wanted to give up a first round pick for him. Didn't. Couldn't get one. So in the end, it came down to two things. Either you, you take his bluff and say he's not, you know, you think he's going to come back and, and come back and play for the $18 million, which was a possibility, or you pedal him for a two and a five and get him out the building, and you take that money off the books, and now you have almost nine, you'll have $90 million because you can carry that over, and you have a lot of it over, and you'll have $90 million in cap room next year. So I think in the end, there wasn't a great offer for him. Hey, the Raiders had a first, two first-round picks, and they needed a pass rusher, and they didn't even – they didn't sniff on it. So – I think they got what they could, period. And is it a great haul for a pass rusher? Look at the history. Here, think about what the Texans got for Clowney. They got a three and paid $8 million to get his contract off. They paid actually paid $8 million to get his contract off the books. So I, I think it's fair compensation. I would have held on to him and made him play because I think he would eventually came in and play. But what happens if he's not playing because Chason and, and uh, Allen are getting reps and he's in a contract year and wants to be on the field more? How will that play? How would that play out? So in the end, it was the wise thing to do. So let me break. I, I kind of look at it like in three. I'm going to break down to three different areas. First, let me say that I'm going to miss Jan. Um, I like Jan for the first time. I do too. I, I think he's a pro. I like how he approaches the game. I think he prepares. Um, Jan and I were able to have some really honest conversations um, when he was here, you know. And I liked John; he was a straight shooter, and it was he was okay with having conversations like what I thought about his run defense and like how I, you know, different things like that. Like he was like a, and I always appreciated that about Jan. And I exchanged the uh, DMs with him afterwards and wished him the best because I really do wish Jan the best. Like I want him to be successful. Like I don't like how it ended. I don't like that he's not a Jaguar. I don't like any of that. But as a pro and as a person 
and somebody I'll be rooting for when we're not playing, like I'll root for Jan. Like there's other guys who've left. I don't root for because I don't like how they left and I don't really like care for how they did it. Oh, like Jalen. I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will root for Jan. Like I'll root for him. Cause like, you know what? Like it didn't end great. I didn't like him and Tony going back and forth. I didn't think that was a good look. But overall, like, the kid loves football. He, he loves does. ball. And as people does. tell you, when I was a player, like, like if you love ball, like, you're, like we're going to get along. Because I loved ball. And, uh, and so that's one. Um, as, you know, and as far as what we got for him, I think what happened there is, you know, remember back when we got rid of Jalen and the organization was applauded for waiting. And not going off their asking price. And they said, you know, we're going to get two ones or we're not doing it. And we'll make him sit here and make him just suffer. And they ended up getting it. And everyone said, look at that patience. They stuck to their guns and they got it. And I think they tried to do the same thing with Jan. And the hall just never came. And because the criticism I heard is like, why didn't they do it earlier? Because I think they said, we're going to use the same strategy. It worked. And we're going to try to see if we can get a bigger haul. And it never came. I think it got to the point where, like, we're not getting it. So let's just take what we can get. And as long as it's more than a three, it's worthwhile. Because they would have got, got a three for him as a, a compensatory pick if he'd gone to free agency. Correct. And so, you know, so I, I, I get the timing. I think they, it, it didn't work the way they thought. They thought they'd get more. The market wasn't there. The final thing is this what bothers me. And I think this is an organization where we have to sit back and like do like an honest re- reflection. A good young player who loves football was willing to wanted to leave this organization so bad that he would make $7 million less a year. 5.8 12 he's going to get 12 million compared to 17.8 um, by the way, Minnesota has the third highest tax state tax rate in the country at 10%. Yeah, that's right. At 10%. So that's, another, that's another 1.2 million. You add 5.8 plus 1.2. That's $7 million less he is willing to take not to play in Jacksonville. That's a bad decision. Well, I, I like, I love Jan. I would, for seven million, a $7 million delta, you can beat me with a baseball bat for the year playing offensive line and, and, you know, and call me every name in the book and call me a bad whatever. I'll go play me, football. And... Me too. I, I don't, that one I don't understand. And that, I think it's, I don't, I, Tony, he got bad advice from his agent from the beginning. I, I mean, agree with you. I agree with you from that standpoint. But, Pete, but here's my thing. Like, I look at it both sides. Like, you know, I like, Jan, like, seven million bucks, you're like, that's a lot of money. Are you that unhappy you can't suck it up for one year and get for $7 million? Or does he look at it and say, I can go to Minnesota playing Mike Zimmer's defense opposite Daniel Hunter and make that money back up again? And that's another thing. He might, and that's a great point. Or he says, you know what? I'm willing to take $7 million less because one, I don't want to be there anymore. I don't like being there. And I think I have a better chance of performing in a Zimmer defense with a bunch of talent around me. And an offense as a quarterback that's going to get, we're going to have to play with the lead. Hey, we like living in Florida, but if you put me in Siberia for a year and gave me $7 million, I'd be more than willing to do it. 
But you know what I mean, people? This is yeah, a bad it's look, a bad look for, the, for, it's for the organization. organization. Yeah, that's my point. That's what bothers me because I love this organization. And like that just like bothers me that the narrative is like guys are willing to pay play for a lot less money if they don't have to play here. But what went bad? What 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 was yeah, what what's, the so root, bad? what's the root of that issue? Tom had well, a lot to, Tom supposedly had a lot to do with it. Well, I don't know if Tom had a lot to do with the, the Jan stuff. Yeah. I think, Jan, I think it started with Jan is that he felt like they paid other people, i.e. Miles Jack and others, and didn't pay him, and he was more productive than they were. And he's like, wait a second. Now, he's never – I'm just – this is what I gathered. He's never said this. Yeah, but didn't Miles' contract come after he turned down? No. It was, before, it, was right, it was right during – it was right in the middle of it all. Um, it was right in the middle of it all, Pete. And I think he basically said, like, listen, I want to get paid what other double-digit pass uh, rushers are getting. And we didn't do that. And I think Jan's a pretty proud guy uh, yeah. and a pretty principled guy and a pretty hard-headed guy. All these things I'd say if you were sitting on the call with us right here. And he basically dug his feet in and said, you know what? Okay, you can kiss my rear end. I'm going to play hard. I'll be a pro, but I'm never going to do anything else for you. And I think he just made his mind up. That was it. And I, yeah, and I just, I still think he got bad advice from his agent. He should have taken the $18.5 million a year deal that they offered him. Uh, when it went, and, that, and in that negotiation, it went bad in large part because Tom, you know, basically dissed him. Tom kept pointing out that he's not very good against the run, and he took it as a personal thing, from what I heard. And, and yeah, it, it might be right. And so once it went bad, then the agent kept banging on him and banging on him and banging on him. You know, you got to get out of there. You got to get out of there. And even after he fired the agent, I think his his whole mindset was, I have to get out of there. Well, it's kind of sour. But you're right, Tony. It's a bad look for the organization. So now let's just say Gardner Minshew throws for 4,500 yards and 30 touch, 33 touchdown passes this year and then doesn't like his contract. Does he go and say, I'm sitting out or are you going to trade me? I mean, it's a bad look to give in. Uh, to two different players because they gave in to Jalen Ramsey. Now, granted, they got a great haul for Jalen Ramsey, but ultimately on the surface, it looks like they gave in, which is why I hear Shad Khan didn't want to give in on this one, but he almost had to in the end. I mean, well, it, it, and then it went bad, though, this offseason, Pete. I mean, then you got, I mean, the, going back and forth with the owner, I mean, Tony Khan is the owner. He owns the team. I mean, Shad is the principal owner, but he's the ownership group. I mean, Shad, I mean, Tony Khan. Not a good look if you're a player going back and forth with the owner, you know, taking shots on Twitter. And if you're um, getting into it with Tony Khan, you can get into it with any. You're getting into it. I mean, Tony's the most mild man of the world. He's like one of the most nicest human beings I've like known. Ever. And but I think Jan, listen, what makes part of what makes Jan a really like good football player? He's mean. He's tough. He's nasty. He's competitive, and he's hard headed. Like he gets in his mind, like it's me against the world. And if you're the world. On the other side of him, it's like a death match with this kid. And I love that. And, and, and I love it too. But you have to separate it off the field. And I think that became the team. Like it was like, I'm done. And I'll go to war. And if even if it even it's like the old mindset, it's like even if it kills me, I'm not gonna back down. I'll I'll die for what I believe. And that's that's who Jan is. That's that's him football and life and everything. But. Yeah, I picked him to be the defensive player of the year two years ago. That tells you what I think about his abilities. And and granted, it hadn't worked out that way, but I still think he gets in that Mike Zimmer system playing opposite Hunter. They got a chance to get well, sacks listen, and punches. 
what I and I, I'll tell you, I and I appreciate that it's about Jan. I mean, I told him how I felt like the type of run defender he was and what he needed to be different because he wasn't a great run defender. Um, because he's not a big guy, but he has the ability and he, he showed flashes of it as the year went on last year. He has to make you miss. He's a one gap up the field, make you miss, get on the edge, stress a tackle in space. And uh, and that's a, that's just who he is. And and when he can rush the passer and you get him in enough third down situations, he's gonna create havoc, he's gonna strip the football, he's gonna create turnovers, and he's a heck of a pass rusher. But Tony he, when you talk about his run defense, it's not a want to because he'll chase down plays from behind. No, us. no. It's an at him because he's it's, not big. I say it all the time. I mean, if I played Yannick Ngakwe and it was the run game, I'd be like, let's go. Let's run. Let's, I don't need a tight end. Let's, let's run weak side stretch, outside zone. And I'm going to get him out there. And he and it's like I'm 325 pounds. He's 240. And so unless he's going to make him me miss and get me in fit space, it's just a tough matchup for him. I mean, it's not because he doesn't want 345 pounds. <laughs> Whatever. It's not because he doesn't want to. How would you have blocked him as a how would you have blocked him as a as a pass blocker? Oh, I just I, my style, I would have waited for him. I yeah. make him run, I just made him run over me. Yeah, I thought um, say that. But hey, he's a great, back. but he's really he's really athletic, Pete. He's really quick. He has good moves. His hips. He can turn the corner. I mean, he'd been a tough. He, it wouldn't. It would have been no easy day at the beach. John Abraham. Wrong. I mean, Jan's a good player. John Abraham, maybe. Not as strong. I don't. I don't think he. You know, Abe, Abe had a little bit of. Uh, he was probably two fifty five, two sixty, maybe two sixty five. ish. Yeah, he's not as big as him. Yeah, Jan's right. about two forty five. Let's come back. Um, we'll get back on the unique and Gawkway conversation, of course, uh, throughout the evening. We'll come back on the Leonard Fournette front as well, and uh, take a look at the Jags' first round of history as of late, and. Um, how many of those guys have been around for? Tony seconds? still hey. thinks Jokel's going to make it. <laughs> hey, I'll t- I'll, hey, and when we get, hey, Pete, when we get back, I will tell you who Jan reminds me uh, reminds me of. He was a Pittsburgh Steeler, and I'll tell you who he reminds me of. All right, cool. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization. That's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity football is back and Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars are ready to win visit Jaguars.com and join us at the bank season tickets mean you'll be there in person for a Thursday night matchup with the Dolphins a rivalry game against the Steelers and crucial contests with our AFC South Division opponents the Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe and ensure we can be two all together this fall Limited capacity seats remain. Visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000 and lock in your seats for the 2020 season. 
The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. Ready, set, save. It's the Labor Day Sellathon at your local Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2020 Ford lineup. Get low financing on an adventure-ready SUV like Escape or Explorer and the ready-to-go Ford Ranger. Or get big savings on the built Ford Tough F-150. You've waited for these deals and the wait is over. Ready, set, save. The Labor Day Sellathon is going on now. Don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry to your local Ford dealer because it all ends September 8th. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. I mean, that's a question that, you know, obviously Dave can answer more involved in. My question was, you know, can we get any value? And it was, we couldn't, we couldn't get any. So I, fifth, sixth, we couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't get anything. What happened to JP? Did we lose him? I think we lost JP. I think JP. This might be the best show we've ever done. Then I mean, P, this is our dream. I mean, you and I always dreamed about just doing a show with just two of us and really driving this wherever the heck we wanted to go. Uncompromising value and an extraordinary level of customization. Now we got an ad going on right now. With over (laughs) forty communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high one hundreds, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization—that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamfindersHomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? 
At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat, more cheese, more veggies, more quality, more taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash, made fresh, Daly's. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. In Florida, bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities as everyone else on the road. So when you ride, follow the rules. Always wear a helmet and use lights on your bike. And drivers, watch for cyclists. Give them space to ride. And don't forget when making that right on red, look to your right first to see if a cyclist is approaching in the bike lane. We all have a responsibility to keep ourselves and each other safe. Alert today, alive tomorrow. Because safety doesn't happen by accident. This message brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're hitting refresh now, palm trees swaying now, letting loose now, busting a move now, cranking up the beats now, hands in the air now, feeling free now. You're on Tropic Time now. And right now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe, try our watermelon mojito and guava margarita smoothies. And you're tasting fruity now, sipping sunshine now, toasting summer now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Jaguars happy hour. JP Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, and <laughs> well, maybe we figure this out. I don't know. Well, maybe now you're echoing. I know. Hey, by the way, we were disappointed, JP, because we thought, thought for a second you were off the show and Pete yeah, and I dream of just him and I doing the show. Yeah, I heard that part. But I could not respond to that part. JP, you know how me and you always had those big time shows when Baselli was in Europe and we couldn't get back in time? It was going to be one of those without you. Hmm. Well, here I am, I think. But we'll see how this, how this goes the rest if of the I had your run down. There's 95,000 things to talk about. You were replaceable. You were going to get Wally Pipped. True. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. It's kind of how it goes from time to time. Um, so, so when we left, I was talking about who Yannick uh, reminded right. me of. And um, you'll remember this. JP, I don't know if you remember this name. But the Pittsburgh Steelers had a, a guy who actually played inside and outside backer. So they're not exactly, but his name was Chad Brown. And the reason I – different style still, 
because Chad could play inside linebacker or outside linebacker, but he was a great outside linebacker in that 3-4 defense and rushing the passer on third down. Great pass rush on third down. And he wasn't overpowering, but he was slippery. And that's how I always, I always viewed Jan as slippery. Um, even like I knew that Chad couldn't overpower me, but he was still a pain because he, he just had the ability to get on your edge and make it really hard to get your hands on him. And when I used to watch Jan, that's what I thought about is like he just had that ability just to get on your edge and make life really miserable. Now, if you got your hands on him as a big offensive lineman, it was over. So like when I got my hands on Chad, it was game, set, match. But he had the ability to get on the edge. And I think that's what Jan was. Um, I, thought you I, remember, say, I thought you would say Jason Gildon. That's who I thought. Gildon, Gildon wasn't as slippery, Pete. No? Um, he, he, did, he couldn't get on the edge like Chad Brown did. Um, and the way Chad would play run defense – is he would always just make you miss. He was never like in one spot. So he'd be bouncing around. So you could never really just, you know, get after him physically, it felt like. And I always felt like that's how Jan needed to play the run a little bit uh, and try to get on the edge and, and be elusive because he's just not a, a big enough man just to stand up. But but don't you think Jan would have fit in that Steelers defense maybe better than than he fits in, with his hand on the ground too? He, he I, I, I've always thought he'd be a great 3-4 outside back. Me too. But now he's going to Minnesota. He's going to put his hand on the ground. Yeah. So, but what do I know? I mean, I'm not a defense coordinator. I mean, I'm sure there's drops and everything else you'd be worried about, Jan, in pass coverage. But, t Tony, don't you think that when you look at the Vikings, Hunter's a really good young pass rusher, and he's not a big guy either. Yeah, but he's long, Pete. See, I know he's long. Jan's not long either. He's not a right. long player. Like, Neil Hunter is long. Yeah. <laughs> he just is like. And he can leverage you because of his length. And that's where his power comes from. Um, and Jan doesn't have that. He's more of an edge player. We were uh, discussing, of course, earlier the uh, running back, Leonard Fournette, being waived by the Jaguars. And, you know, it continues just a horrible run of first-round picks for this organization that have not come back around. Here you have it from 2012. To present, if you want to go all the way back there with Blackman, he last played in 13. Luke Jokel, as Pete mentioned earlier, uh, 2013, last played in 2017 with the Seahawks. Blake Bortles, still a free agent. Dante Fowler's with the Falcons now. Jalen Ramsey with the Rams. Leonard waived today. And then the last four picks over the last three years, of course, still in their first contract. So, you know, to, to build a culture, to build an organization, you got to keep those cornerstone guys around. And the Jaguars just have not, for one reason or another, been able to do that, Tony. Well, but here and here's the worst part about it. You know, these are all top ten picks, a lot of them top five picks. Yes, and I mean, of the top five, you know, I think the Jags have had eight top five picks all time, and only three of those have signed second contracts. You were the first one. Kevin Hardy was the second one, and Blake Bortles was the third one. All the others never signed back here. I mean, Justin Blackman, I think he was an eighth or eighth pick overall, seventh, eighth, ninth, right around there. Jokel's number two. Neither is he, neither's in the league. Bortles, number third overall, not in the league. Dante Fowler's actually a pretty good player, just didn't make, couldn't make it work here. Signed a nice deal with the Falcons in the right role. I think, you know, Dante um, – is a productive player. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey is probably the most talented of the of this whole group, but just did not work out for all the reasons we covered. Leonard Fournette currently not in the league. Um, he should be. Um, Tim Bryant, you know, later in the first round, I think there's questions. I think he was having a good camp. I'm looking forward to seeing him get back healthy after the knee. 
see what he can do. I think he was, also pick, he was also picked one spot before Lamar Jackson. Let's not forget uh, that. I know that. Um, uh, I think Josh Allen's an absolute stud. Um, I think he'll be a stud. Uh, who knows about Henderson and Chase on? They haven't even played a snap yet, so we're not going to comment on those. So, yeah, but, I mean, here's the, the, the thing is, are you going to hit on all your first-rounders? No, but you're going to hit on a high percentage, and those are the guys, yeah. that, especially top five picks, those are the guys you have to build your franchise around. Those are the guys going to the – you know, I was going to say Hawaii, but it's not in Hawaii anymore. Those are the guys going to the Pro Bowl. Those are the guys who are top three at their position group. Those are the guys that are on the top 100 players nowadays that they do on NFL. I mean, you need those type. Those are stars. Those are impact players. And when you miss on those, boy, it's really hard. It is really hard. And that's the thing, Tony. Even going back to Coughlin's first-round picks, he, he had a lot of faults and he missed on guys, but he hit his first-round picks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you think of uh, Tom's first rounders. You, um, me, Stu. Stu was a good running back. Good running um, back. Uh, he was the last pick of the first round too. He's really a second rounder because because we had the extra picks. Right. Um, Hardy, Kevin Hardy, Pro Bowl player. Um, Fred Taylor, um, Fernando Bryant starter. Donovan Darius starter. Ronaldo Darius starter. Ronaldo. All those guys are starters. And then it went bad when the panic started, when he picked R.J. Sauer. That panic. Yeah, and then, then he got back on track, though. You know, John Henderson. Um, uh, uh, oh, gosh. Um, who? Marcus Stroud. Stroud. Um, I mean, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, for the most part. Now, you can argue some of the down-the-road guys he picked that were kind of like, huh? Yeah. Um, but, and by the way, that's that was the nucleus of our team when we were good. That and a couple but, but of high about. Here's about these first-round picks, though. You had knuckleheads in a lot of those first-round picks. And, and, for example, Justin Blackman was a disaster. Um, Jalen Ramsey didn't work out in large part because of himself. Um, Dante Fowler. You, you remember all the stories you heard about Dante Fowler when he was in Jacksonville. He was immature. He wasn't going to his rehab meetings. He wasn't doing a lot of things. So um, in a lot of those situations – you knew they had issues in some situations, and you drafted them anyway. And so that's why that's part of the problem. So at some point, that has to be corrected. By the way, the, by the way, JP, one thing: the 2013 draft was a, was awful. And, and you know, we can you can nail Jokel for all you want, but Eric Fisher is a decent player, but he was the first overall pick. And let's not forget. The other guy they were going to take was the pass rusher from Oregon who's busted out all over the place, Deion Jordan. So it was just a bit. 2013 was a terrible draft. And that was the Ziggy Anza year, right, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they were thinking about him, too. But they, didn't, they yeah. couldn't figure out how old he was. But, you know, that's another thing, too, Tony, with, with you. You still think Jokel's coming back to play left tackle? <laughs> 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 no play. Uh, Come on. No answer play the question, Tony. In history. Tony has ever taken up for more than Luke Joker. I, I always feel bad for him. That's why. You wanted the situation to, he was in. You wanted him to be baby Bo so bad, but it never worked out that way. I didn't. I know. I wanted him to be Luke Joker. I just wanted him to be him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, quick thought about uh, Tony the scrimmage on Saturday. We, you know, there's been all this news since then that. You know, we haven't really touched on any of that yet. Yeah, I mean, that's um, a, we can do a whole set. Yeah, JP, I mean, a couple things high level. Let me say this. I, 
It's not. It wasn't a scrimmage. It was a goal. It was a practice. Did they tackle? No, said that no they, they did not tackle, tackle the ground. So, uh, well, I'm just that's a scrimmage. Like I don't understand. And I'd love to ask Doug, like, get his perspective. I mean, what he's what, what was his thinking? I don't understand how you don't have one full practice where you're tackled to the ground like a preseason game and said, "This is our one preseason game. We're going to do it in our squad um, because we have to do something that prepares us for opening day." Have they tackled at all? Have they tackled at all? I've seen them tackle one period. Yeah, I talked to Zach Taylor today, the Bengals, and they've tackled a bunch of different practices. A lot of teams have tackled. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked that they did not have a full speed tackle to the ground scrimmage. So they can be ready for the Colts. That's the first takeaway. Uh, but Doug has his philosophy. He's playing it safe. Um, I just, uh, I think it's, it's interesting because you have limited practices already. You have a young team. I thought I would think that would be the thing that would differentiate you. Like, hey, we're going to really tackle and we're going to work hard and we're going to go extra so that we're ready and we're not sloppy opening day. And they didn't decide to do that. It's fine. I don't think it was a great scrimmage for um, Gardner Minshew. You know, it didn't look like there was a lot of zip on the ball. Uh, how many interceptions, JP? Uh, was there two? There was. It was one and seven on seven, and then a pick six. He threw to DJ Hayden, who was playing for the defense, and that was in eleven on eleven work early. And then, yeah, there was especially in early in his day, Tony. He just wasn't sharp. Some overthrows. Just the timing wasn't there. And then they got into the red zone, and he threw a couple of touchdown passes in the corner and. And, and kind of as the practice went on, got a little better. But, um, you know, that it first wasn't part a, it was it, the it, one that it wasn't stands a, out. It wasn't a great day. Um, I haven't watched every snap because I, I left a little bit early and haven't gone back and watched all the tape. You know, but just little things. I mean, I, don't, I mean, you know, and I'm sensitive to say this because I played the position and you have bad plays. But I didn't like watching the rookie chase on running around Cam Robinson for a sack. I mean. Because I think Cam's having a good camp. I mean, just, I mean, is that the end of the world? You have bad plays. Maybe it was a bad set. Maybe you got up late. I didn't see it specifically. No, maybe you got to a point in camp where you're like, okay, we've been doing the same thing. Because, you know, even there's. That's my point. But, but my, yeah, Pete, I'm agreeing with you. That's why I'm not killing Cam about it. I think Cam's had a good camp. Not This is not a shot at camp. But if you're asking me this, the scrimmage, like, you would like to see things polished. Like, that, that's why. And I don't know how they set it up with the players. Because to your point, Sometimes as a veteran, you're like, let me just get through this dang thing. It's another practice, 11 on 11. But if you're, if it's set up as like, hey, this is important. Like, this is the last thing we're going to do hard. And so I expect full go. Well, then, you know, that's different. So it sounded like Chase on, it sounded like Chase on really flashed, though, did he? He did at times. Um, He looks a little bit, he looks much bigger than I remember watching him on tape, a little thicker. I don't know if he's heavy right now. He has that hamstring, so he doesn't look as explosive as I think he'll be. Um, but I like that he's fighting through it. You know, the rookie Colin Johnson looked good. I mean, obviously, that's well documented. He had a good camp. I thought, you know, uh, Luton, the uh, rookie out of Oregon State, boy, he can spin it. He can throw he, it, man. Oh, he can spin it. I mean, really impressive how that ball comes out of his hand. Um, so that was good. That was a positive. Um, but nothing stood out. That was what that did anything JP watching it saying, boy, we're gonna be really good at this. And what you're I mean, hoping that was would have been Gardner Minshew. 
I think we're going to be really good at throwing the ball in the corner of the end zone and going to get it. DJ Chark had one of those. Kyle Johnson had uh, uh, one of those and almost another one at the end of practice. Yeah, so, but that's but, a, first of all. Look, but in terms of philosophy, the, what this thing's going to really look like, what they're going to do well, I, I, you couldn't take it away from that scrimmage. Well, first of all, you had to get to the red zone first to make those throws. That's, <laughs> that's the first right. thing. Um, secondly, that's still not a high percentage play. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't read too much into this. That practice, you know that you know better than that, Tony. We've, I'm I not. See, I've been around. I'm into it. I'm many, saying, he asked me what I saw. Yeah, yeah, it's the last. It's the last. I will. I will say this do. though: they might. They could possibly. It probably won't happen. They could possibly start seven rookies at some point early in the season. Okay, who are they? Johnson and Chenault. Colin Johnson your head. starting. What? Excuse me, Colin Johnson uh, is not going to start. At some point early in the season. I didn't say right away. I said some point early in the season. Uh, the running back, Robinson. Okay. Right. Hamilton. Four, five. Yep. Mm-hmm. Henderson. Chason. Mm-hmm. And maybe Daniel Thomas. Let's come back. We'll follow up that thought in the second hour. Get Tony's reaction. Yeah, Jaguars is, is, is going through his head right now. No, 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 no. Jaguars digital network. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar, we believe in better better convenience so members can bank any way they want whether it's at a branch on a mobile device or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free atms across north america we believe that people have better things to do with their time if you believe that convenience is better join ViStar. we never forget that it's your money All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hey, Jaguars fans, are you ready to talk some trash? Well, nobody talks trash quite like Waste Pro, the official waste service and recycling partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Specializing in residential and commercial solid waste and recycling collection, processing, and disposal, Waste Pro is equipped to handle all your recycling and garbage removal needs. For service, call 904 731 7288. Waste Pro. Caring for communities and caring for Jacksonville. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. 
We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Clean slate, no issues. Everything moved forward. Um, everything's going to be, you know, what's on the field, being a good teammate, all this stuff. I'm talking about everyone. This is what I said to everyone on the team. And I tried to challenge all the people around me to say, let's go off what we see. Let's take names, take draft picks, take all that stuff off the jerseys, take it off the table, okay? And then let's put them on the field and see who the best players are and what's going to be best for our team. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I feel like, you know, that was my goal, and that's my responsibility, and that's what I feel I'm doing. Head coach Doug Marone today after the Jags waved Leonard Fournette. Welcome in. Second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Frisco and Tony Baselli. Glad you're along with us today. That's the big news of the day. Fournette waved by the Jaguars Yannick Ngakwe, official now, traded to the Minnesota Vikings for draft picks. That became official at 2 o'clock today. That was reported yesterday morning. Uh, So, of course, those moves leave the running back room, as we've discussed earlier, uh, with uh, some youth in there now, obviously. Um, We've discussed a little bit, is it enough compensation for Ngakwe? But it sounds like that's kind of what the deal was going to be. So they went with it, and, you know, the Jags, do not have a great, at least recently, track record with retaining their first-round picks after the rookie contracts. Um, so, you know, before the break here, we were talking about, Pete, you said eight rookies could be starting for this team. Yeah. Is that early in the year? What point in the year are you talking? Early in the year, and, and it's seven. It, it's it's possibly having seven guys start. Vaselli's shaking his head. He's just being a negative. He just wants to argue with me. Don't worry, Vaselli. The fans are going to be calling in and stuff in a little bit. You can argue all you want. There might be seven. Why are you saying no? Who's not? Which one of them has no possibility of being a starter? Uh, I don't think Colin Johnson will be a starter this year. I mean, now, outside of injuries, I guess if you have injuries, yes. Oh, I'm talking about as a starter. He's got a potential. No, because no, Chark's going Chark's to be a starter. And before the third – the second receiver before Colin Johnson's ever going to get there is, is Sinault. And, and then, I think Chris Conley's and, ahead of him. I think Conley's ahead of him right now, too. But you couldn't see Conley getting replaced? Okay, then that, he's the third. He's still not the starter. I said he has a chance to be a starter early in the season. I said seven. No, you, I didn't say he was starting. No, Pete, right? Chark, Conley right now. The third right now is Sinault. Okay, let's say you move Conley out. Sinault becomes the starter. Now, Chark, so like you have to have like three, three guys. starting, Tony. You Come start on. two. Yeah, start three. The NFL's oh. starting. 
70% of the players are with three receivers and more. Come on. You start three. Okay. So, um, uh, then the other one you said, Hamilton, I could see starting at some point. I don't know how early because I think Abriel will start, but he'll be a rotational player. He'll be on the field a lot. Um, I don't think – Chase on, on, yeah. Anderson. Yeah. But I don't think Chase on will start right away because I think Chase on will end up being the bat. I think he'll rotate with Josh Allen a little bit. Yep. It'll be rotational because I don't think – I think they're going to start Josh Allen as the open end and probably Smoot as your big end on the close side, tight end side. My guess is how they start. So I don't think Chase on will be a starter, but he could be, to your point. Henderson will be a starter. Um, where I could see Chase on – where I would start Chase on probably – I'd actually start – I might start him at Sam Linebacker. That's what I would start him at and then put him down on yeah. as a rush guy in third down. That's what I, That's what I think they'll end up doing. And then the, the, the other one would be the safety where Thomas might win – or one of those – he might win a job there. Well, safety's going to be interesting. Could Ronnie Harrison – like, where's – like, I mean – you got wing, uh, uh, Winger, Wingard also back there and – Jones. Like, that's an interesting one to me is what happens to Ronnie Harrison back there? I mean, we assumed he'd be the starter, but will he be? I, that's what I'm saying. I think Thomas could beat him out. That would give you – okay, let's just say you argue with me on Colin Johnson, but if Colin Johnson, you take him out of the equation, I still think there's a chance that it could be six. And I don't think the rookie – what's the – I can't – the Robinson, I don't, think, I don't think he'll be the starting running back. I think they're going to go with Chris Thompson. Early. Well, they said today they're going to do a rotation by right. almost a by committee. It could change week to week depending on the right. matchup. That, that's fair. Okay, fine. I'll give you six, Pete. Uh, and then, and then you'll, and then wait for Tell me how right I was about Colin Johnson being in the rotation. No, I, I'll give you six, but it goes to the bigger question. So, you, let's say you have six rookies, then you have Josh Allen, second year player. You have Juwan Taylor, second year player. Um, uh, Chark's a third-year player. Chark's a third-year player. You, I mean, you start going like you. What? What's Westbrook for? Yes. Yes. Well, I think. I mean, that's their thing. You look at the receiver position. Could Westbrook end up being the odd man out? Well, I know he hasn't been on the field a lot lately. He's got the shoulder. He's going week to week He'll with right six. now. I know, but they like the they like the uh, what's it Godwin or Goodwin? He'll be a practice. He'll be a practice squad guy. And then, you, then, Tony, you go to the defense. Taven Bryan's only in his, what, third year? Yep. Um, Hamilton, rookie. The only, I mean, Miles Jack's a veteran, but he was he four? Five? What is he now? Five? Five. Five. His fifth year. Yeah, I mean, it's, but he wasn't a full time starter a lot of those years either. There's a lot of kids on this roster. It's a young team, which is why, particularly, I, I think they're going to get beat up a little bit early in the season. Although they might win on opening day. How about that? You think they're going to beat the Colts? They might. Uh, you want to lock it, you, you want to lock you it? Th you think they're going to win? I'm not lock I'm not, it's too early to lock it. There's you only one idiot games on here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they'll beat the Colts? They have a legitimate chance, yes. Uh, they have a chance every week, Pete. What are you talking yeah, about? I mean, a legitimate chance. That's, that's like the worst in the heat, prediction ever. In the heat on a September day, Colts haven't experienced that. I, yeah, I think they have a – they can. I, I tell you what. Oh, I, I know they can. I don't think they're getting you know blown out. Wait, you've gone from I think they can – no, you went to the, they can win. Oh, I think they can. Well, they won't get blown out. 
Which well, one is it, Pete? I mean, you bounce around. The three. I, it's too early to make a pick. Next week, I'll make the pick. Have, have you done your whole season? I'm not yet? doing it. They didn't want me. I wouldn't do it this year because of the schedule. Why not? Weak. They weren't That's sure weak. that would play out. That's weak. Pete. So what? Weak. Weak sauce. What if it does, and you don't have this to go grade you by? Oh, that's terrible. You know why? You want to know why they told him not to do it anymore, JP? Because he was so bad last year <laughs> at his picks. They said, Pete, don't do it again. You lose credibility. You know what, though? If I actually went back and looked at my picks when I did that compared to the picks I do on a weekly basis, I'd probably be better <laughs> before the season. I had a bad year picking games last year. So, so you know did, we need to so did somebody else on this show, by the way. Oh, I was, I was hey, hot. What was that, October he guaranteed the playoffs? <laughs> was it that, JP? Yeah, I think I, I, think I remember that. Yeah, I had us going to the playoffs. Are you going to do that this year, too? Um, well, I'll have to wait and see. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wait oh my and God. see. You don't, have to, you don't believe that. Don't believe what? That they have any chance to go to the postseason. Yeah, they have a chance. Everyone has a chance right now. But Okay, legitimate chance. I, I, I mean... We have a chance of getting struck by lightning tomorrow afternoon, too, but it's probably not going to happen. Well, I don't know if I do. I'll be inside, so it'll be tough for me to get me struck by lightning. You're going to be in a plane soon. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it's a young team. And that goes back to what I said about practice. That's why I'm surprised they ran camp the way they did, as young as they are. I mean, you had second-year players get maintenance days, days off, basically. Um, and that's just, I mean, the, what you just said, Pete, the youth of this team, the inexperience of this team, new coaching staff, I mean, new offensive coordinator on this team, um, young quarterback. We even mentioned that the quarterback's going to be a second-year player as well. Um, that's why just the philosophy they took, and maybe it'll work out. I hope it does. Gosh, I hope it, they come out and kill it. I hope they're so fresh they just kill everybody. But, but it's going to be an attractive job for somebody if they do make changes, though, because of all the draft picks and the money they have. We're already going there, Pete. You couldn't wait till at least no, like. I, I don't, no, I'm saying if okay, let's. It's an attract. If they win seven games, it's an attractive job for the guys who were there. Yeah. It's, well, a, it's only it's only, Pete, it's only attractive if you pick the right guys. Well, it's only attractive if Gardner Minshew's any good. Oh, yeah, yeah that was another ifs. question. We we mentioned some of those rookies. Is there any? I mean, Minshew's the guy, obviously, but you know, is there a point like in this season if for some reason Minshew's not playing well? Like you know, there was that run last year where he wasn't playing great. Uh, is there any chance that they put another one of these guys in, Glennon or or even Luton, another rookie? Is there a chance? There's always a chance, but I think they're going to go with Gardner, to, Gardner until the wheels fall off completely. Okay. Like it's not going to be, hey, we got a loose lug nut here, and or we lost one tire. They're going to lose all four tires of this thing for Gardner to get benched. Yeah, this opinion. is his year. This is his year. They got to find out what he is. Yep, who he is. I agree and, with that. And the worst case scenario for them will be if he doesn't prove he can be the long term answer, and somehow they still win four or five games. And don't get the number one overall pick. That's the worst case scenario. If he, if they find out he's good and he's going to be the long term answer, and you win four or five games, that's okay. If you find out he's not good, and you win four or five games, that's not okay because that means you're not going to be picking first. You don't get Trevor Lawrence. So, do you think he's the long term answer, Pete? And you're uh, I have. I'll be honest with you, Tony. After going back and watching even more of them, I still don't know. 
And I don't think they know. Because I, how can you judge him based on what he did last year? All those plays where he got out of the pocket and scrambled around and made plays. It's all exciting and stuff. But you know how I think about the quarterback position. You got to go one, two, three, four, and check down. Not one, two, get out and go make a play. So I do think he's got a potential. You guys have been around there more than I have this summer. I, I, you know, I've heard nothing but really good, positive things about him. We haven't been around there. We've been at home. Yeah, I, I, I've been at home, Pete. I've watched. Can't you go to practice? I, 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 those other guys go to practice. Practice. Brandy goes to practice. Oh, at, oh, training cramp practice. I thought you meant, thought you meant over the summer off season. Yeah. No, JP, you can't get out of your house and go to training camp practice. I, yeah, I've been to every one. Okay, so how's he looked at training camp practice? At times, it's looked like um, where he looked like last year. That you know, he's, he's still trying to work on that arm strength a little bit from time to time. So that's yeah, always to be me, a, that's always going to be an issue. Yeah, yeah but right. it's. I thought he's admitted it too. He knows that. He said he's never going to have a plus arm in this league. He said that the other week. But but didn't it stand out? And maybe it was just me a little bit more in the scrimmage. Didn't it look like it? Just I mean. He, he's got to be clean to make the throws that he has to make. If he's got to throw a little bit off, you know, you, you've been around. You know, guys, Tony, you grew up watching Elway. If Elway was off just a little bit or whatever with that arm, he could still make the throws. Um, I think he's got to be clean in the pocket to be able to make the throws. He's got to be able to step and throw, and I don't know if he's capable of doing that. So, so Pete, would he be like, is he like a Chad Pennington who's super smart, recognizes stuff, but just can't? Yes. Great competitor. Yes. You know, that's, a great, that's a great comparison. And Chad, Chad Pennington went to the championship game, remember? Yeah. I mean, he took, took the Jets to a couple cha- one championship game. That's, that might be one of your best comparisons you've ever made on here, because that's exactly who he might be, Chad, Chad Pennington. And Chad Pennington had a nice career. And- okay, but if he's Chad Pennington, then you're yeah, still not going to draft Lawrence. You're playing with him. Then. Yeah. I, um, well. Would you say, Pete, Chad Pennington maxed out his ability? Yes. And didn't get you a Super Bowl. Right. So that's what I mean. It's almost like if he plays well and they win a couple of games, plays well and not really good. See, for me, you got to – again, I said this on Frangie's show. If he went for 4,532 touchdowns, what's their record? Yeah, I mean, how much how much is the defense giving up? Well, right I mean, that point, yeah, that's too, a big right? that's a big number for any quarterback, though. Forty five. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Watson. I mean, they're, they're they're winning at least six if he does that. Okay, then that then then you have to decide at that moment that he's your guy long term. Then, I mean, Deshaun Watson hasn't thrown for over twenty six touchdown passes in any season. Think about that. It's true. So thirty two or 30, 31 if he threw forty five hundred yards. You'd have to think he was your guy, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. Especially a second-year player. I mean, I think a lot of it's when he does it to Pete. You know, you don't want to get those yards like we're getting beat by 50 in the whole second half. He's throwing it 40 times a game. Right. And it, like the, the, the Blake Bortles numbers from a few years ago, right? Yeah, like he like just that. gets a little inflated. You're like, this isn't real. Um, yeah, you're probably right. You got it, It's hard to see how the numbers are. But again, though. If he if he if they win six games and they don't decide he's the long term answer, that's the worst case scenario. The worst case. Because then you're not going to get Lawrence, you're probably not going to get Fields, you probably won't even get Trey Lance, the kid out of North Dakota State. So 
That's the worst case scenario. Six, and not having him as the long-term guy. One, well, deciding he's not the long-term guy could be the best case scenario. You don't want that, but that could be the best case scenario. Well, if you know he's not the long-term guy, you want to win zero games is what you want to win. Or one. Well, you're one not going to tank. You don't tank. I'm not saying you tank. tank. But no, I'm, listen, I'm actually going to do what Pete has masterfully done. <laughs> is I'm separating the two, and I've never been able to do this because as a player, you always want to win and compete and win every game. But if I sit back right now and say, okay, if I had to choose winning four games and having the third pick or zero games and having the first pick, I'll take zero because I'm getting Trevor Lawrence. I'm getting the best player in the draft. All right, here's a question for you. If it's four wins or zero wins, are, if, are Dave and Doug back to even make that decision? No. Oh, oh I don't think – I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah, not the one then, to judge that. that they can't think like that. Then. No. no they have to I'm, go not win games. I'm not saying them. I'm saying me. As I'm looking at the organization. I'm, I am actually putting on – and I'm saying, as I love this organization, as you know, and I want this thing to win. I want to. I want to watch Sean Conn hold the Lombardi Trophy, and I want to like. I want to be in the radio booth calling it, and I want to go on the field and high five my friends, and like that'll be like important to me. Someone who's been a part of this organization from the beginning, even though I have very little to do with it. Um, in the current role of being radio, like we have very little to do with anything, but it'll be fun, and it'll be important to me as someone who loves this organization, and loves Jacksonville. And so, if you're asking me, like, I want one or two things to happen this year. I want to win seven, eight, nine, whatever, win the whole thing, and know that Gardner Minshew is the guy. Like he is on the pathway to being, you know, a top ten quarterback in this league. And like this is the guy we're going to build with. And he because instead of Chad Pennington, he becomes Drew Brees. Whatever it is, like he's the guy we're going to build around, and we know that for the next ten years we have our guy. We're going to build him around. Him. That's one. Or I want to win zero games, and I want Trevor Lawrence. Or Best case scenario, the Rams win no games. In a, wow. The best case, here's what I really like to do. better. Is to win the Super Bowl, the Rams lose every game, and then we have a really hard choice to make is what do we do with the first pick overall um, of the draft? Could you imagine if Gardner Minshew led them to the Super Bowl victory in the greatest, one of the most amazing seasons ever, and they had the first pick, and Tony's sitting there banging the table to draft Trevor Lawrence? I wouldn't do that. There's other good players. You trade it. What you do then is you trade it for a whole haul of picks. And then you have, like, four first-rounders. Yeah, like, that's what I want. And you can revisit. You get another Luke Choco, another Justin Black, another <laughs> – but you know what, Pete, Pete, I'm actually right. taking, Pete, I'm actually stepping back and saying, like, take the player side of it, the coaching side out of it. Like, look at the big picture. Like, I want, like, I, it's time this organization be relevant year in and year out. It's time for this organization not to be the story, the biggest story being what, you know, first round pick we lost that left and didn't want to be a part of this organization. Right. Sustainable like, success comes with the quarterback position. You got to have the quarterback position solidified. And so yeah. if that means we have to lose every game, because Gar now I'm saying if Gardner Minshew isn't the guy, you lose every game and go get the guy. I wore him down, JP. Finally, after all these years, I wore him down. He's come over to my the dark side. It's just true. Now it's scary. I don't want to lose every game. I'd much rather, you know, have this, you know, six to nine or ten wins, whatever. And Gardner's the guy, and we can build around it. And the Rams stink, and we get more picks there. Whatever it looks like. 
Like that's more preferable to me because I want to win. But bottom line is you got to get a quarterback. And you got to get that, if you got a chance to get that guy, you, you get that guy. Let's, uh, Generation. Let's come back. Yeah, uh, let's come back in a moment. We'll get into some social questions. Uh, I know you guys are, love those. And boy, do we have some today with everything that happened over the last couple of days around here. I miss uh, social. We don't do phone calls anymore. Well, I miss the I know. Phone. Maybe we got to try to work on that at some point. We'll get the social questions. So when we come back, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Football is back. And Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars are ready to win. Visit Jaguars.com and join us at the bank. Season tickets mean you'll be there in person for a Thursday night matchup with the Dolphins, a rivalry game against the Steelers, and crucial contests with our AFC South Division opponents. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe and ensure we can be two fall together this fall. Limited capacity seats remain. Visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000 and lock in your seats for the 2020 season. Why do you choose Farah and Farah? First, we have the financial resources to take on any insurance company. And our track record proves that we know how to win. Our attorneys and staff are a team, and we've worked together for decades. To us, our job is much more than just a paycheck. We love to help. And this is important. We never forget. It's not about us. It's all about you. Farah and Farah, Jacksonville. Ready, set, save. It's the Labor Day Sellathon at your local Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2020 Ford lineup. Get low financing on an adventure ready SUV like Escape or Explorer and the ready to go Ford Ranger. Or get big savings on the built Ford Tough F 150. You've waited for these deals and the wait is over. Ready, set, save. The Labor Day Sellathon is going on now. Don't wait, these deals won't last. Hurry to your local Ford dealer because it all ends September 8th. Proven IT implements a strategic game plan designed to streamline your business for maximum results. Make the winning choice with the official business systems partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Proven IT. Proven IT's technology experts use a customized approach to understand how to design, implement, and monitor solutions that optimize your business. Proven IT provides managed network services, document management solutions, office technology, voice and data solutions, and more. Visit ProvenIT.com to see how they can streamline your business. Proven IT, transforming workplace productivity. Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, equal housing lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Fresco, Tony Baselli. Glad you're along with us this <clears throat> afternoon. Big news today, of course. Leonard Fournette waived and Yannick Ngakwe traded. So people have questions about these things, and so we go to social media. But before we go there, uh, Pete, they, they were all over you today. I, I, I put a tweet out saying, hey, coming up at 4 o'clock, it's the show with you two guys. And, you know, here's where you can find it. Here's what we're talking about. And I get a, a response saying that there's no patience for Prisco the Weasel today. What 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 is that about? I have I no was, idea. And then Jimmy joked around about it, said something to me on there as well. And he goes, I knew you'd come back and ask me why. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Just one of a, many my many fans of Yeah, me. I mean, I didn't think of you as a weasel, but why do some people do? I don't know. I don't know. But it is what it is. I can handle it. If they would have said that to you, you'd have blocked them, probably. That's I don't do. block anybody anymore. Why not? I just I don't tell them I block them. I just block them. <laughs> you used to make a big dramatic, hey, uh, you're blocked kind of deal. Yeah. Well, Twitter's become like a little bit of a cesspool. A little bit, really. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Twitter right now. i got to be honest with you. No. I mean, it's You like, were before. Oh, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not leaving Twitter. I'm just like it ebbs and flows with me. Sometimes it just gets to be a lot. Yeah, I agree. It never ends. So let's go to it now and start off with at T Man underscore 2015. Why now? Why didn't we do this heading into the off season and give him a chance to find somewhere else? Why did we hang on for so long this off season if this was coming? And I'm guessing he's discussing Fournette, Tony. Um, because they were trying to maximize and trying to get the pick. They thought maybe if they held out that someone would get hurt, a team would have a need for the running back position. And they were trying to maximize the value uh, and create something, uh, get some sort of return back. And they couldn't. And they got and what the, the best case scenario for uh, in terms of getting something back? What were you going to get back for? You know, no, my point is, you know, maybe if a team gets uh, their start running back hurt, they have a big need or something like that. Maybe you get a fifth rounder at least. They could get nothing. And so they just said that finally with two weeks left, they're going to start. The reason they did it now is because they're going to start game planning for the Colts. And so why include a guy you're not going to use in the game? See, and that's that's it. It's not – they didn't think he was a fit for what they wanted to do. That would have something to do with it too. And he was, the ability wasn't worth the pay. That's basically what it came down and and if he's not going to be the, the if he's not going to be the featured guy, I think there was a fear. What kind of guy would he be in the locker room if he's not getting the ball twenty five times a game? Well, he wasn't a great guy in the locker room when he was getting the ball twenty five times a game. Again, that's why I asked the question. <laughs> uh, question number two is from at Jacob Reinhardt two. Do you think it's a legitimate question to wonder if this team is tanking for Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I don't think you train. I don't think you tank in the NFL. I, I don't think it works. Um, everyone thought the Dolphins were tanking last year, and they ended up winning like four or five games. Um, it just—it's impossible. This isn't the NBA where you can just put a bunch of guys out there, run around, and, and nobody's going to get hurt or anything else. This is the, the football. If you try to tank, people get hurt, and you have a bunch of guys out there that are going to fight and kick and scratch and claw and do everything they can, and you have coaches that are fighting for their jobs that. Um, the way the game of football works, you're going to win a couple just – I mean, now you might lose them all. We've seen that. It's a rarity. Um, but I think it's too hard to try to tank. Guys are too competitive. Well, you know what you do? 
start Luton by October 1st, start three more rookies than the ones I said, and then you'll be tanking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the point is this. Uh, Tony's point, I mean, players it's are going to lose every game. Because how bad you're going to tank, then that guy's going to take your job. That's how that works. So tanking is not a real thing. No, in Tony, it's hard to lose every game, no matter how bad you are. It's only happened twice, right? League history, isn't that right? I mean, the Bucks and the Lions both did it. Yeah. Browns did uh, too, and then that one year. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so three times. Um, Arch with Tal has the next question. Do you think after the final game last season, the front office believes that the Jags offense is better when not centering around 27? And do you think the offense is better slash more diverse or explosive without 27? Well, they do. There's no doubt about it. They think it's better without him. Otherwise, he'd be here if they thought they'd be better with 27. I, I agree with Pete. I think the style of play they wanted to do, one back, uh, Gardner Minshew's better out of the shotgun, which is more zone scheme stuff. And uh, I don't think they felt like that was the perfect fit for Leonard Fournette. And Jay Gruden came in, the offense that he wants to run, probably spread you out a little bit more. They want to play in space. And uh, – and so I think they feel like they're a better team without Leonard Fournette. Now, it might be hard for the fan base and people and the national media to say, you know, that makes no sense. Um, but I think you can make a pretty strong case to be watching tape and kind of how they want to play. Well, also, remember, he didn't play in week 17 last year, and, and they seemed to be okay without him. Uh, it didn't. And in fact, at times, Armstead looked, looked to be a, a better runner. Um, so... And I, again, somebody said to me that he's trimmed down. He looks quicker, Armstead. Is that true? Uh, not noticeable to me. Okay. But again, not having him in week 17, didn't, they didn't miss him a, beat, a bit, I didn't think. No, they won. Well, that's not necessarily his fault that they don't win games. I didn't say that. My point is they were productive moving the ball offensively. Right. Between Armstead and Ozigba. Ozigbu or Ozigba? Ozigbo. <laughs> Zigbo. He didn't have he, he didn't have it right on either one of those. So he's over. No, sorry, over for three. What did you add? You zig you had the A and the U. Hey, how, hey Pete, how did you how did you say the backup left tackle last year? How did you say his name? Who the stiff? No, no, it's not a no. Try again. No, the stiff. It's the, I already gave him that nickname last year. <laughs> Final question from at Jay McMahon. Given all the offseason moves, the Ngakwe trade and Fournette being waived, do you all believe Shad Khan is giving this regime the 2020 and 2021 season to see this through? No. I don't. No. Which is why it's much more curious as to why they did it. But again, you had to do it. I understand it. But you would think, again, it's a football decision. It's not any other decision. They felt that the other guys were better for what they wanted to do. So if they I think, I, I, yeah, I think Doug I, I think Doug and the staff feel like they have a better chance of winning games with the, without Leonard Fournette back there. Now, yeah. whether they're right or wrong, that's debatable. I think that's what they think. So here's a question. We, we talked about this before. What's it take to ensure that they're around in 2021? Oh, I think that's hard. 
and again, I'll ride That's the fence it. like I'll ride the fence like Pete did last week. I think it's how does it look? Like, is it they win six? Is it like they're getting better throughout the year and they're peaking at the end and they they end up winning? They go uh, two and uh, two and six the first half, but they go four and four the second half and beat some good teams and they're and they you know they go four and four at the end and. Two of those four losses are uh, last-second field goal, you know, last-second drive. So it's like they are one of the – they're competitive. They're, you know, they got the quarterback going. Um, that feels a lot different if they win six games, but they get blown out in the other ten, and they were lucky to win three of those six. Like, if you think about last year, think about last year. They were six and ten, right? Were, there, uh, were they five and 11 last year? What were they? Five and 11 or six and 10? I can't remember. Anyone remember? They were they won five. They won five. Okay, five games. So of those eleven losses that they had, were those any of those eleven games that they lost where you're like, boy, they had a chance they should have won that game? Because I did this, and the answer is no. They were six and ten. Six and yeah. ten. Six ten, yeah. So five, of those four. Yeah, those ten losses they had, there wasn't any of those ten that you're like, wow, they should have won that game. Like they were like it was never like never in doubt. If you look at the six wins they had, like you could easily they like the Denver game. It took a miraculous, crazy play by Minshew. They had to like at the end come back and like amazing. The Raider game, they had no business. I mean, if the official just doesn't mess up the call when he slides out of bounds, the game's over literally. Like and you can like go through it. So like it didn't. It felt like boy, they were lucky to get six. Now, yeah, all of a sudden, you go back to your like '96 season. You could do that with every single game. There were some you should have won, many you should have lost. No, I agree with that. But, but Pete, you're, that's how most teams are. You're missing my point. Right. Of the ten, tell me one they should have won. That's my yeah. point. There weren't any. They were all like sound defeats. Yeah. And so if all of a sudden you end up six and ten this year, and like you should have won like four of those, and you just couldn't finish, and you then finish strong, then they stay. Uh, then they stay. I think they, I think they have a chance. I really do think it takes eight wins for them to stay. Um, it's my gut, but I mean, but I could see a case being made if they win six the right way, that maybe you bring them back. Yeah, I think they got to get to eight for sure. We'll find out. And we'll Tony guaranteed. Tony's already guaranteed eight, nine, or ten. Remember? That's right. Eleven, I think, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have, like, what would the chances of them getting to 11 be right now? Just give me, like, one in 500. So, if I, um, I would say, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say. Well, let's go to Well, Pete, I'm trying to Pete trap said They're going to be 1 and 0, according to Pete. So, that's one. I'm trying to trap them so that by the end of the year we could have Tony said they win 11 games. <laughs> we'll come hey, back look, in a moment. In 96, you guys stunk and you won nine games and got hot at the right time. Yeah, he's no, on his right. phone. He's not even paying attention anymore, Pete. Uh, he's I, on his I, phone. I'm trying because I, I don't want to get trapped. <laughs> We're back. But we want head, we we'll, a headline, don't we? Another headline, JP, like last year. Zelly Garrett got playoffs. We've got 30 minutes to find one. We'll go around the AFC South when we come back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. Ready, set, save. It's the Labor Day Sellathon at your local Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2020 Ford lineup. Get low financing on an adventure-ready SUV like Escape or Explorer and the ready-to-go Ford Ranger. Or get big savings on the built Ford Tough F-150. You've waited for these deals and the wait is over. Ready, set, save. The Labor Day Sellathon is going on now. Don't wait, these deals won't last. Hurry to your local Ford dealer because it all ends September 8th. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity committed to the team committed to the mission at navy mutual we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families so our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions we don't work on commission we're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members because at navy mutual our highest commitment is to you visit navymutual.org navy mutual ensuring those who serve. Tony Vaselli is uh, stepped away for a moment. He'll be back with us. In just a few minutes, if you're watching on at Jaguars or Jaguars.com, you're looking inside TIAA Bank Field where there was a little rain earlier today. The Jags practiced uh, about midday today. Some light rain, first day of in-season reporting feet, so we got to see only stretch and individual drills today. And that's it. And that, now you only get 20 minutes to figure out that not what you can't figure out, right? I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> you know... It's been the weirdest summer for football. It, it, has it felt like it? 
And, and we saw there was a college game Saturday night. There was some high school games on. So you're starting to feel a little bit of it. But no preseason hasn't felt like it. No, you know, no training camp tour for me. You guys, I mean, it's just weird situation. And, and I don't know. It just hasn't felt like football season yet to me. Has it felt that way to you? No, it hasn't. I mean, the, the training camp practices helped a little bit for me just because everything had been done here at the house until then. And then finally to go on the field and actually see football things happening, which was a good step in the right direction. Um, but no, you're right. Until there's actual regular games on television, I don't think it'll feel close to that. So, um, you know, we had that college game. It was an FCS game. That wasn't an FBS a big time college football game. So you haven't even seen the, the big boys in college football out there yet either. And you won't for another couple of weeks. So we get um, some, that's get when it'll get real. You know that, right? We get some college football this weekend, which is good. Yep. That's positive. It's a step in the right direction. We'll take it. Uh, I still um, can't believe the big 10 and the PAC 12 aren't playing. That's ridiculous. You know, now there's the talk that they were discussing starting after around Thanksgiving instead now. Um, but I, I don't know where that all ended up. So, um, you know, and we'll still see, you know, the SEC is what, the 26th of September is the first game? That's, that's a long way away still. A lot of things can happen, good and bad, between now. Yeah, and but it seems like it's trending in the right direction now. Right, right, right. Sure. Um, so, anyway, there you go. Uh, let's go around the AFC South, Pete, while we're waiting on Mr. Baselli to get back with us here. The uh, Houston Texans agreed to terms with Zach Cunningham, linebacker. The new extension worth $14.5 million per year in new money average. That is a lot of money. Four years, $58 million. He's a good player, though. He's one of those, JP, he's one of those players that most fans have no idea about, and he's really good. Uh, he can run. He's athletic. He's tough. Uh, I think, you know, that's a lot of money for an inside linebacker, but he's, he's one of the better players on their defense now. And and remember, that's a defense that's in big-time transition, so keeping him around made a lot of sense. I, I like that move. I think he's a good player. Yeah, they, they have had so many changes around there over the last uh, little he's time not, there. He's, not, he's what you would call an underrated player in the NFL. Tony's talking about that, Zach Cunningham. Tony. Uh, we've, we've lost Tony. He is now uh, muted. That's, that's <laughs> not a bad thing with Sully's muted, though. <laughs> right. Um, the question now, Pete, is who's next down there? Deshaun Watson is really the next big guy. They oh, sign yeah. He, they're going to sign him. They're going to give him a mega contract. It's just it's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. It's just not going to be. For, for hey, so here's a question for you. Sorry, Zach. I heard you guys. I was talking, but I was muted, then I hit the wrong button and hung up on us. I mean, it's terrible. Um, exactly, he's a good player. But, Pete, that's a big deal. And you haven't taken care of Deshaun Watson yet. Um, and with what Mahomes put out there, which I would not pay Deshaun Watson that kind of money. No. He is not Patrick Mahomes. Um, but it's interesting. I was surprised they went that strong with Cunningham. But as you and I know, Pete, and JP, you know this as well, you always can find cap money. Like, how do the Chiefs pay everyone all this money? I mean, you can find it. I mean, they're paying Kelsey, Mahomes, Chris Jones, Tyree Kill. You know, Fisher's getting paid the left tackle. Schwartz makes good money, the right tackle. I mean, you always can find money. There's, like, there's more and creative Watson, ways. To and Watson do will get his money. You know that. He will, but what would you pay Watson? 
somewhere 35. It's a lot of money, man. But yeah, Ooh. I guess. Wow. And, and it's amazing, though, the perception. Is, he has never thrown more than 26 touchdown passes. He, that's incredible to me. And he won one playoff. He's won one playoff game, and that's because the Bills couldn't score against you and I, Pete. Yeah, they should have won that. They should have. Bills, Buffalo should have won that game too. I know. Let's uh, get to the Indianapolis Colts rookie safety Julian Blackman came off the non-football injury list, healthy enough to practice. Now he tore his ACL in December in the Pac-12 Championship game. Now nine and a half months after the injury, what are they expecting out of him, Pete and Indy? Well, I mean, you hope. You don't know. A guy's coming off that injury. That's a big deal. I mean, you know, you don't know what kind of player he's going to be. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you're hoping you get the best out of him. But, I, you know, Tony, when you come back up that kind of injury, you never know. Yeah, he's not going to be right for a little bit. I mean, he's going to take time to get going. And you probably won't have the full picture of what he is, maybe until the second half of this year or even next year. And then finally, the Tennessee Titans are working out kickers, but Vic Beasley also reported to camp a week after it opened and still hasn't practiced with the team as we move into September. Uh, Pete, are you expecting, what are you expecting out of Vic Beasley? Yeah, what's the story there, Pete? What's the story? I don't know if he loves the game, uh, you know, so maybe he's just jaking it for a while. I don't know. You know, you know, Tony, you did games in Atlanta. Does he love the game? I mean, that was the book on him, that he wasn't one of those guys that loved the game. And, and so I don't know what's going on with him there. He's not that good. No, he is not that good. He's a one-trick pony from the standpoint he can run fast in, in a straight line around a deep an offensive tackle. Or he typically, he, uh, typically he beats tackles who aren't very good. Yeah, he led the league in sacks. He might be the worst league leader in sacks all time. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. There you have it. Our look around the AFC South. Pete, well, what do you think back. about the Titans? Before we come back, I know we got to go, JP, but Pete, what do you, I know you're not a big believer in the Titans. I actually am changing my opinion. I think they'll be the second best team in the AFC South um, behind, yeah, the Colts, I do too. behind the Colts. And yes. I think they're going to get the, one of the wild card spots. I don't know if they'll get a wild card spot, but they'll be their typical. There's, either. Three, there's three wild card spots this year, Pete. They're I know. One of them. Okay, the, the, the Broncos could get one of them. The Chargers could get one of them. The Steelers or, or Ravens could get one of them. The Chargers aren't getting – listen, I love – I mean, the Chargers, Derwin James out. They're best, he's their best – he's their best player, by the way. He's better than Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa is a more important player because he plays rush end. But as far as best players on that team, uh, Derwin you, James is a stud. And, and uh, New England could be a playoff team, right? A wild card team? Fair enough. All right. Jags, too. Let's not forget them. Yeah, well, that's right. With 11, though, they might win the division, though. <laughs> We're back in a moment. We'll go around the rest of the National Football League, hit some high notes, and then we'll figure out what we've learned on today's show. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm
I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com Hey Jaguars fans, are you ready to talk some trash? Well, nobody talks trash quite like Waste Pro, the official waste service and recycling partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Specializing in residential and commercial solid waste and recycling collection, processing, and disposal, Waste Pro is equipped to handle all your recycling and garbage removal needs. For service, call 904 731 7288. Waste Pro, caring for communities and caring for Jacksonville. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear, creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle wraps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Ready, set, save. It's the Labor Day Sellathon at your local Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2020 Ford lineup. Get low financing on an adventure ready SUV like Escape or Explorer and the ready to go Ford Ranger. Or get big savings on the built Ford Tough F 150. You've waited for these deals and the wait is over. Ready, set, save. The Labor Day Sellathon is going on now. Don't wait, these deals won't last. Hurry to your local Ford dealer because it all ends September 8th. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, insuring those who serve. Back, Jaguars happy hour, final moments of the program today. Game day just around the corner, and we can't wait to be Duve all together again. The Jags are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe at TIAA Bank Field this fall. From cashless concessions to contactless entry, visit jaguars.com slash stadium. And you can learn more there. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco. We continue our look around the National Football League. We started in the AFC South, but we... Uh, go around the league now a little more in depth in the final moments here. Anthony Lynn said the Chargers are not looking at Earl Thomas. Pete, should teams look at Earl Thomas? No. 
particularly teams that have a nice set group of guys. And the reason I say that is I think he's going to rock the boat. I think he's a rock the boat teammate. He, he's uh, and he's not that good anymore. I mean, he's thirty. He turns thirty-two next year. I, I just don't think he's that good at it. So why go pay a guy like that when you know there's going to be issues? If the Baltimore Ravens can't work you into their room, a well-run organization and a good team, then you got problems. Hard to argue that. There's not many things that Pete says really succinctly and correctly the first time, but nailed that one, Pete. I always do. It's spot on. It's like football law comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, no one would say that, but that's okay. <laughs> football law. Huh? Um, Alvin Kamara has missed... Three days now over his contract in New Orleans, unexcused absences, according to the Saints. He's set to make uh, only $2.1 million this year, the final year of his rookie deal. Will he get that deal, Pete? What are his options? I mean, what, what's he going to do, sit out the season? He can't. The, the way the current CBA is, you can't sit out the season. So, I mean, you can, but it's a disaster. No way. But isn't he getting fined big dollars right now, too, under the new CBA? Yeah. yeah. That they mean, can't for, and they can't forgive it. Yeah, he's uh, he's making a major mistake. Get back in, negotiate your deal. You'll get a new deal. You're a top running back. Again, though, you look at these running back position, these running back contracts. They're going to get smaller and smaller. They're not going to get big. Isn't Dalvin Cook holding out too up in Minnesota? Well, he came back, but you know, then there's talk of Joe Mixon. Remember, he's in his contract year too. And he has migraines now. But I asked Zach Taylor today about it. He said he's back and he'll be back. So I, these running backs, they look around the league. They say, hey, I only have so many earning years in my body. I got to get my money. And Christian McCaffrey got his. And they're all, you know, hoping to get the same thing. Yeah, but none of them are quite that good. No, Kamara's pretty good. Like, if I was listing guys I'd pay, McCaffrey's first because what he can do as a receiver. I mean, he literally right. can line up anywhere. Um, Kamara's probably second. He's right there. Not quite as dynamic as a receiver, and then I would put Dalvin Cook probably third. Um, yep. And I, uh, Joe, I think Joe Mixon really is back good. Yeah, he's good, but I, I mean, he's more of a um, pure running. Pure running. He's not. He's not as good out of the backfield. No. Other news around the league: defensive back Logan Ryan headed to the Giants, one year, seven and a half million dollars, and close to his college. Some of their quarterbacks might be heading to jail, so he had to do something. I mean, think about that. You know, they thought DeAndre Baker was going to be one of their starting cornerbacks, and he got involved in a situation down here where allegedly he was involved in an armed robbery. So they had to do something. It makes sense for them. Yeah, and I'm surprised Logan Ryan's on the street that long. Didn't he have a pretty good year last year in Tennessee, Pete? He did. He's a Pro Bowl player. Yeah. I, I think he might have been waiting for the right opportunity, too, though. That's a, that's a good one-year contract for a guy to go in there and start, right? Because the situation's perfect for him. Yeah, I guess. LSU wide receiver Jamar Chase is opting out of the 2020 college football season, and uh, he just adds to the list of guys, Pete, that are skipping this last year of college and with the unknowns around the season to go to the NFL. Well, they're following uh, Nick Bosa's lead when he did it at Ohio State. It wasn't the same type of situation, but he did it. I mean, let's be well, honest. He got hurt, though, but he got hurt and had to have Yeah, he could have come <laughs> back, though, Tony. He took it off to go play, to go get ready for this for the NFL. Yeah, but it's different to me because Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa was not going to sit out if he didn't get hurt. 
It's the only reason he sat out. This kid's sitting out before he ever plays one game. I don't he like it. But once I don't he got like it. come back, and then he said, no, I'm going to get ready for the draft. Did it hurt him? Okay, no, but it was different. He wasn't going to come back to the bowl game. It was The season was over, basically. He had, he had foot surgery, two different things. This kid is healthy. I don't like it, and if I was a GM, I wouldn't like it either. Oh, if I was a GM, I wouldn't care. I'd get ready for the NFL. Go protect your money. Come on, Tony, you're better than that. You know better than that. Then why go to college at all, Pete? Why not just uh, hang out after high school until you uh, be eligible? Hey, you know what? That's eventually common. There's going to be because because right now that college football has a they basically a free minor league for the NFL. Eventually, they're going to have a minor league, and these guys aren't going to go to college. Some of them. You, what's college football to you? Get, go play. If you're ready, if you're going to be Jamar Chase, you're going to be a high first round pick. Why would you go play the season? Um, and I know you. You are as selfish as selfish can be. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same damn thing. Because you want to, because you love your school. For the uh, <laughs> yeah, how does your school love you if you get hurt? He gets to do the, the victory sign after the game. That's why that's why Tony wants to do it. Absolutely. Look, I, no? and, and by the way, I've asked many GMs over the years about this. They don't give a damn. So I, I, you would go I, back yeah. to, so you'd go back, Pete, just let him, you know, even after the freshman year, like Maurice Claret, right? That was the big fight with him. And, and it wouldn't have worked out for him, but that's his decision. I, I don't I don't like it in those kind of cases, but if you're Jamar Chase and you're going to be a high first-round pick no matter what, why would you play? Set record. Heisman Trophy winner. I don't know. Do, do you write checks with that? Well, you can also, Pete, you can get insurance if you get hurt. You get paid. Yeah, that's not going to get you to your second contract. You know the big money's in the second contract, Tony. Yeah, but there's no guarantees getting to a second contract. You well, you got to play football. You got to do everything in your power to try and get to that second contract, and not playing this year is the first step to that. There you have it. I yeah, look around. Tony, Tony can talk about competitive drive and doing it for the school and everything else. I know him. I know him. No, it's, it's, you would have it's, sat it's, out your senior season at USC. Yeah, no, Tony. If you were guaranteed that be the hey, second we, pick. we will pick you second overall next draft before the college season, would you have played? Guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. You're going first or second next draft. Would you did. You went second. So would you? You were guaranteed to go second. Would you have played your senior season? Pete, uh, the business side of it, I actually, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm going to argue against you on the business side. That, that's a fair point. But I'll say this: I have a lot of great memories, and after doing it all and playing both pro and college, I loved my senior year in college. It was I had so much fun. I really did. I loved it. And it was a big part of my memories of the game of football that I love playing because I loved playing football. And so I don't know if I would. From a business case, I can't argue that with you, Pete. You're right. It doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. But from a lifestyle and what you love to do and, like, you love the game and, like, the memories I have and what I got to do and going to the Cotton Bowl and hanging out with my friends and, the like, those moments, like, I, I don't know if I would have those. Plus, you took a pay cut to come to the Jaguars. No, I did not. That's not true. I didn't get paid. But you know what I'm saying? You only played half the the Cotton Bowl. You only played the first half anyway. And I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm in the Hall of Fame. Um, Hall of Fame. But, but Pete, you know what I'm saying? That that means something. No, I get that. You know what? I'll be honest with you. Like, in all seriousness, like, the reason I'm in the College Football Hall of Fame is because I played my senior year and did really good. Like, that's something that's a pretty cool honor that money can't buy. 
And that's not going away. Like a hundred years from now, when they go look at that thing, I'm, you know, I'm dead and gone. And my great, great grandkids will go up to Atlanta and look at the dang thing. They'll be like, Hey, that's my, that's my grandpa or my great grandpa or whatever. From a business standpoint, I get it. But to me, and now I'm being serious, it's not all about dollar and cents. It's just no, not. It's not. It's not. But and, also and, the and, and that's why I, that's why I don't buy it. It's for me. Now, do I need? Do I think we need to reform college football and we need to look at how we do it and, and the whole economic model and everything else? Hundred percent. Would you? Let me ask you this: If you were playing at USC right now and they canceled this the season, you could transfer and go play another school. I would transfer. You would. I would. You, I mean, if you were guaranteed to be a top 10 pick, you'd still transfer and go play? Oh, that's a good question. That's, that's an interesting, like not having a relationship. I don't know. Maybe I would look at it because to like, me it's not. Like just, if you're Fields, if you're Justin Fields, would you go try and play somewhere? I'll say this. If I was if I was in that situation and let's say, I'll just say Alabama because JP loves Alabama and they're a good football team. And Alabama said, listen, you're going to be our start left tackle. We're going to win a national title. That'd be pretty dang alluring. I don't know. I'm just mad that Arizona State stopped playing this year because this is the year they're going to for the national championship. <laughs> oh, this was the year. Okay, Pete. Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. I'm JP Shadrick. Catch you next <laughs> yeah, time. More Jaguars than just money, Pete. More than just money. <laughs>